All right, welcome in for another episode. This is the Fezzik Focus Pod on RJ Bell's Dream Preview, and it's divisional round week, week 20 of the NFL, if we're just going to keep rolling through it like that, I guess. So uh, I am A.J. Hoffman, your host. He joins me every week, the only, the one and only, two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Steve, how are you? little groggy. Groggy? Why? It, it, this happens every year, the cumulative effect of a football season. that It's starting to take its toll. It's not so much that this week was anything special but in terms of extra hours, but yeah, not having a day off forever, it, it, it weighs on you. I feel you. Do you have, a, do you, have you already made plans for like the weekend after the Super Bowl or, or something to, to get away, get, your, uh, get a little reset going? No, college basketball is way too profitable. No break till March 30th. And then, you know, God forbid I try to make money betting baseball. So I, I got March 30th through August 30th to have a whole bunch All right. of weekend time off. Yes. All right. Well, let's start with a Fez tale. And you say you got a good one this week. Yeah. Let's talk about the Casino Monte Lago Independent Sportsbook. Uh, it sounds fancy, the Monte Lago. It's, it's not that fancy. It's okay. not the Ritz-Carlton, but it's up in Lake Las Vegas. All so right. it is a casino in Henderson that's about, oh, 30 minutes from the Strip. Nice little day trip for those so inclined. There's a little lake that's large enough to have a, a boat cruise. Um, it's a, it's a pretty small lake for a boat cruise, let me tell you. But it but you know it's. But that's the lake where like the uh, the the upper crust like to uh, put their their yachts and things like that, right? Yes. Yeah, so the Celine Dion had a house there, and it it's it's an upscale area. Okay. Ab- absolutely, very nice. Um, it's pretty. It's that's where Fez lives. But. If you like. Um, <laughs> Down the, I'm, you know, it's an interesting neighborhood because surrounding it's just like a, a working class neighborhood of you know along you know um, Boulder Highway and uh, Lake Mead Boulevard. So it's not you know so it's just a middle class neighborhood. But in this enclave, there's this lake that's a very very upper class yeah neighborhood. Um, regardless, so Casino Monte Lago, it's now a William Hill, but they're an independent book and they. Don't get much business because it's way out of the way. So Rob Turch, I believe, is the guy that was running the place, used to work over at the Venetian, sharp guy, said, oh, you know, let's deal minus 105 on Thursdays or one day a week. That's what the uh, the Westgate does, by the way. Mm-hmm. So um, so what happens? They deal minus 105 and they get crushed, just crushed to the tune of you would go in and someone – they gave up basically. So someone would go in and play and they lay 105. They would move it nine cents. They'd move it to minus 114, take back uh, plus 106. So in other words, they're desperately hoping that um, uh, someone would come in. I'm sorry, they would deal plus 104. Okay. So they're hoping someone would come back in and take plus 104 so they could make a one penny profit. You know, um, they wouldn't be getting scalped, but they were making one cent, which would pay the gaming tax. And, and the bottom line, what did Monte Lago do wrong? It's really hard to win when you're dealing minus 105, and the Westgate understands that. So what happens if a line's like 7.1, they don't deal minus 7, lay a 105, plus 7, lay 105. They deal minus 7, lay a dollar 10. You got to pay your full VIG there, and they'll give you the plus 7 even money when the line's 7.1. So you have to be able to move your minus – it has to be minus 105 pricing, not a pure minus 105 in each direction. 
Gotcha. So they, they what they their mistake was they just made their lines across the board minus one hundred five. Exactly. And initially, what would happen is someone would come in and bet like a plus ten minus oh five, and they'd move to nine and a half. And well, if it was the wrong side, then somebody else would come in and lay the nine and a half minus oh yeah. five. And it's just not an there's there's no profit to be had when it comes to that. So a plus for innovation. But it just goes to show you can have no business in the world, but you put out something that's strong enough and word gets out, literally you will see advantage players repelling from the roof, you know, to go ahead and suddenly play against you. You put out a – you can have, like, no blackjack business in your casino. You have a blackjack pace two for one. Within two days, the entire place will be overrun. Word will get out. And you will see more undesirable customers than you have ever seen playing blackjack in your joint. I I could see. Did you get it? Uh, did you take any advantage of the 105 disaster at Monte? Lago? I absolutely <laughs> went up there and played. It, it, it was a thousand dollar limit, so it was nothing. It was nothing special, but you know, it's one of those things where how sweet it was, and and it harkens back to the old days. One more fez tale. The uh, when Bogdanovich was running the uh, horseshoe downtown and. The, the advantage players love um, Nick Bogdanovich because he's a gambler himself. He understands us, and he'll go head-to-head with us, and he has an opinion, and he shades his numbers and like. But they would do Midnight Madness from midnight till the place closed, I guess, like at 4 in the morning or whenever. Uh, the horseshoe would give you free half points on each and every NFL or college football side Whoa. you bet. Not on, like, threes or sevens. Okay, okay. Not on threes or sevens, but they'd give you, um, you know, a, a break in the, on the VIG. They'd, they'd cut the VIG to minus 105, I believe. But how nice was that? Be it, want to love a favorite minus 17, lay 16 and a half in college football, etc. Those were the good old days. I remember... I would drive up from L.A. Friday night, and that would be like my first time. It would be like 4 in the morning. Sometimes I'd wait for traffic to die down. <laughs> I would leave at like like 11 at night, and boom, I'd, or whenever, 10 at night, and I would arrive right before whatever it is they closed. Maybe they closed at 3 a.m. I would get there before they closed just to play the Midnight Madness. A smart move, yeah. I wish there was places like that now. Like, like you said, there was a it was a, a better time. Well, the Westgate does it on Thursday, but they're very good at basically um, copying. I mean, setting the Not the half-point thing, the, right? No, not the half-point thing, okay. but the minus 105 okay. that Westgate does. And their numbers look eerily similar to what Pinnacle's numbers are, who also deals minus 105 pricing. Uh, I knew that you would have a take on the end of the Dallas Cowboys game, and I wanted to go there first with you. And uh, listen, there were a lot of there's a lot of reasons, and we talked about this on Straight Out of Vegas to question Mike McCarthy as a head coach. But when when the call comes into your headset, and I understand he's he doesn't call the plays, but he's the head coach. When the call comes in your headset, all right, let's run a QB draw. At some point, doesn't the, the head coach say, wait a minute, we don't have any timeouts. We can't do that. Exactly. And this is almost like I was playing poker the other night, all right? And I had 100 big blinds, and an older guy uh, put, basically hit me to, to pre-flop to the point where I had to go all in. And I had kings. And I looked him in the eye, you know what I said? I'm not good enough to fold. And I called. And he did not have aces. I won. So it's a similar situation. McCarthy and his staff have to realize we're not good enough to run a quarterback draw with 14 seconds left. Okay? If you're Bill Belichick and you practiced it and you're the genius, fine. You know, maybe maybe you can get away with it. But since you all, it's all you can do 
to like master basic strategy, which you haven't mastered. So why are in blackjack terms, why are you doubling on ace nine against a five? Because you think the count's super high. It's, it's so um, extreme. You're not good enough to ever make plays like that. And this was absolutely the case. So many things can go wrong. They're like, oh, well, we didn't get the ball spotted fast enough. You know, bullshit. The, you, you can have a you can have a sea of humanity fall on on on, on the court, but they can hold. Prescott they typically up. do. They can hold him up and not just tackle him, but just let him matriculate a few more yards. Fight tick, for the ball. Tick tick the fight for the ball. Eight guys all fall down together. Two linemen get into a little bit of a scrum, hitting each other. Um, the ball accidentally gets kicked. Well, defender, you see it a lot. A, a defender will smack the ball away and let it roll, and then they've got to grab it and. Defender respond. falls on top of the offensive player who has the ball, and now another defender falls on him right as the play ends. Anyone who watches watched the Wisconsin Arizona State game 2013. 18 seconds remained in that game. Wisconsin game winning field goal, all set up. They said, you know what, we'll move the ball. No timeouts left. We got tons of time. We'll just move the ball over to the middle of the field and take a knee and then kick the game winning field goal. All right. It's that simple. Um, they didn't get another playoff. Why? Well, the idiot Wisconsin player laid the ball on the ground instead of taking a knee. I guess he took the knee as he was laying the ball on the ground. So there's a little uncertainty in that. A big Arizona State guy falls on the ball. He's cradling the ball so they can't snap. But the refs choke and don't don't tick, tick, tick. Clock runs out. So I, I tell you this. If they had 18 seconds and they couldn't just, like, take a knee and then spike the ball... How the heck did Dallas feel comfortable with 14 seconds? Yeah, and Chris Sims said that any play like that requires at least 18 seconds. And he says that's pretty much league-wide. He said every coach that he played for, that was sort of the – that was the the rule of thumb was you need to have just under 20 seconds to run a play like that. And obviously 14 is far less than that. So Now what would have been clever – is if they ran the quarterback sneak and Dak went five yards and then he lateraled all the way to the sideline. Out of and, bounds. And Cedric Wilson, you know, could, could could catch it, maybe take it to the house because the defense was all converging once he was five yards downfield. And if not, he if it wasn't there, he could catch it and then go out of bounds. All right. Now that that plays fraught with danger as well. But you know what? It's possible you score. You know, that yeah. there's a possibility. You're not going to score on this quarterback draw. So, um, yeah, McCarthy, we talked about it. A year away from the game, uh, in a barn, studying analyti- analytics. Bullshit. Bullshit. RJ said he believed that this was maybe an example of, of McCarthy trying to be perceived as like a, a smart guy. Like, yeah, I, just because, you know, most people think this is poor strategy, that the new thing is doing something like this. And had it worked, people would have been like, wow, what a what a crazy, what, a, what an amazing play. But it, when it doesn't, you just look like an idiot that tried something that everyone knew wouldn't work. Even if it works, you pick up 12 yards. So, it is so it's still not. You're still hoping on a you're, Hail you're Mary. You're still hoping on a semi-Hail Mary. So um, I, I think I, I don't want to disagree with RJ, but you know there's a line in Pink Panther in the one of the Pink Panther movies where the bumbling, stumbling Clouseau is is driving mm-hmm. his car around the parking lot. I've told you this story before. I don't know. So the the um, the other villains in the movie are like, oh, he's on to us. He detects it. We're we're monitoring him. He's being super cautious. He's not just parking his car. 
and then the the head villain, um, the, the Dreyfus, says, "You guys are idiots." He's just looking for a parking meter that still has money in it, so he doesn't have to pay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the end game for another team, your Las Vegas Raiders. Fez. Oh, my goodness. So the Raiders, uh, first down and goal, 30 seconds. Not a lot of time left. Nope. On the nine, they spike it. The spike play is outdated. The spike went out with disco. You should never spike. You know what? When you're going to spike, yell, spike, spike. You know what that means? That means it's an out pattern to two of my wide receivers, and I'm, if, if he's not open, I'm just going to zing it out of bounds. There's no reason to ever waste it down. You should have a pre-practiced um, and called spike play. can be a, a flag pattern, and, or it can be an out pattern, or both, and your progression. There's no reason to ever waste it down. You can pretend to spike it, but think about it. you still got to get lined up, set. Why not run a play? Well... Don't say never because in the at the end game of Dallas, any play like that wouldn't have worked. So a spike, the only play that could have worked was a spike play there. Although they needed about another second to do it. That that you know that is an excellent point. So I I don't, I, I should not say never do it. And and certainly the spike play had, makes sense when you're about to kick the game winning field goal and you don't need any more yards. Sure. So then the spike then the spike play matters. But if you need a touchdown, if you need a touchdown in general, um, the so we won't call it spike. You know what we'll do? We'll call it copper. Copper, copper. <laughs> copper means fake spike. And we're going to run, run and go ahead and run this. But again, good good teams practice this. Bad teams, oh, wait, what's the situation? What's going on? Let's, let's wing it. Yeah. I know you growing up a Bengals fan. I mean, in obviously living here in Las Vegas, were, did you have mixed emotions on that last game? Or are you cold to all of those things now? Oh, I don't care. I hate all the teams evenly. They've all cost okay. me bets 45.5% of the time over the course of their <laughs> lifetime. The one team I'll say that um, the Chargers I have, I have a soft spot for because I think the Chargers have made me more money than any team and including, like, I had them under nine and a half wins this year, and they found a way to lose that game against, you know, the Raiders. That was good of them. Yes, and so, and certainly they could have tied. That would have, that, well, that wouldn't have worked because I would have gotten crushed on, because I bet no tie, 14 to win one. You know, it's funny, the, you know, that, that, game being an example of this because there's some people who would say well if the chargers had been the seven seed in the afc maybe it would have been interesting but did this week not tell like tell a story that says we didn't need extra teams in the playoffs when you look at the the steelers and the eagles who are the the two teams that sneak in the playoffs and you see the way they perform it's like this is what this is what we got. That that's why we picked up an extra playoff game. Well, it kind of depends on who's who the seven's going to be. So, like you said, if it had been the Chargers, you know that would have been a different story. You know, but I think, and this is maybe or some, the Colts. This what if the Colts had been the seven seed? I don't know, but I, I do think it's something to look at going forward because these the two seeds were teams that typically we never saw play Wild Card Weekend, mm-hmm. and they're playing against teams that are worse than. A normal playoff team because normally in in old years those teams would have never made it. Sure. So now we're seeing the best teams we've ever seen play on Wild Card Weekend go up against the worst teams we've seen on Wild Card Weekend. I think we may end up getting a lot of blowouts like that. Beautiful. Lots of revenue from it. It's all good. There's still a point <laughs> spread that's supposed to adjust for it. So everyone makes more money, including the betters. More mo, mo games. Mo games, please. All right. Here it says, beware. Follow the money. Yeah, so the last four games, Wild Card Weekend, let me summarize how the sharp money, correction, 
how the money did. All right. Uh-oh. Nothing sharp about it, in my opinion. You know why it wasn't sharp? Because I won this weekend. There you go. Uh, things went my way, so I was like, oh, boy, I bet there's a lot of really smart people who are pissed. <laughs> so Philly goes from plus nine down to seven. Dallas gets bet up from three to three and a half. Arizona gets bet down from four to three. And Pittsburgh down from 13 to 11 and a half. And I hear, oh, sharp, respected money. Well, oh, and four. So it reminds me um, in the movie Running Man, they um, they talk about they find the dead bodies. These are the these four teams would be the dead bodies yeah. of the runners, and these were supposedly you know the winners. All right, and so at one point, one of the the the, her- the heroine says, "Wait a minute, Whitman, Price, Haddad, last season's winners." And James Brown is one of the villains. He's he's one of the the, you know, the stalkers, and he looks there and, and he says, "No." Last season's losers. <laughs> so uh, be careful um, thinking you all you have to do is look at the screen, see a line move, and magically Arizona, because it's closing three, is the right side, you know, to bet plus three and a half, lay a dollar twenty five or minus one thirty at post. Um, I might add also, I wanted to mention on the San Francisco game, uh, not San Francisco, Arizona Rams. I talk all the time about never ever lay three and a half until right before Because you want to wait to see, yeah. Because even when it's obvious that the Rams are the side you want to bet on, okay, which it was to me, okay, but at three and a half, and the like, and and it's obvious there's no chance in hell that you're going to get three. It cannot happen. It went to three. It went to three. Uh, and you were very post. excited about it. You sent a text to us saying, hey, get, get me down what you can't. Unfortunately, it was my anniversary uh, dinner with my wife, so I was unable to get anything down Poor for you. Poor excuse to pick a man's pocket once a year, but, but I'll let you get away with it. But that was a— Where did you go on your anniversary? Uh, we went to Texas Day Brazil uh, and then because we're eating a, like a, a keto diet, so we're eating tons of, of meat. So no uh, Cokes in the little cans? No Cokes in the little cans. Did have some whiskey. Give me, a, uh, give me a review. No, wait. Actually, we're going to talk restaurants, so save that. Okay. We're going to save and, that. And then Mackenzie gave us a recommendation for a cocktail bar that we went to. It was very good as well, called Herbs and Rye. Oh, I uh, hear Up herbs on and, Sahara. I hear Herbs and Rye is a fantastic restaurant also. It is a it, – it, it's certainly a cool place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not on the strip, so it's like uh, – I, I think most of the people there are locals. And it's it's got a an old-school – vibe to it that's just very it's very unique so i, I like I've never it quite been a bit. i've heard great things and I, I from a guy i know that like works in food says they've got great food yeah. uh all right let's talk about the lines this week and as usual they're they're pretty sharp i was just telling you before the the show this man it's hard to find an edge here yes and, and i feel the same way it's like and now the lines can move so we can possibly find opportunity but i can tell you right now um i went through i do my power ratings for all the teams and the only team that the power ratings say we have to bet is the Bengals plus three and a half. And, and, and I'm like, screw that, you know, <laughs> screw that. Because I'm because my power rings made two and a half and it's three and a half. And it's like Bengals all injured on defensive line. Derrick Henry comes back for able great off of a bye. Everything points to Tennessee in this game, except for the lines inflated. Well, it's inflated for a reason at three and a half. Um, another example of a game where, People are like, well, you should lay three and a half. No, we don't lay three and a half. We'd, if it goes to four, it goes to four, but we never, ever lay three and a half because it could come, it could come back up to three. If, if the Rams to, went to three, Tennessee could go to If three. it went to four, are you interested in the Bengals at that point? God, no. I, there's nothing. You can't get on there the Bengals. There is nothing 
to um, interest me in these um, um, perennial losers finally won a playoff game with um, base basically holding on for dear life, got outstatted by Las Vegas in the good spot, and now the Bengals are in the bad spot. So there's nothing that would ever interest me in the Bengals. Having said that, I mean, if it went to six, but it won't. <laughs> I will say, boy, the Bengals feel different. Joe Burrow, I, I was wrong about him. Like, I, I didn't think Joe Burrow was going to be a very good NFL quarterback. And he's got sort of an it factor that I don't, I don't know that you find very often. Uh, but he, it feels like when a, when there's a game that matters, he's going to go out there and make something happen. Yeah, those two field goals he kicked in the second half were impressive right. against the Raiders. It was enough to win. <laughs> he played a good game. He played a lot better than Derek Carr did. Yeah, that's interesting. He didn't statistically. Nope, but, but, but if you watch the game, I agree there was no that. question. The eye test said absolutely, yes. Uh, do not, do not buy half points. You know, this is an epidemic that... And I can tell you why it's an epidemic, because no one wants to have a losing record. No one wants to say, hey, how'd you do this weekend? Oh, I lost. All right. So like betters and hand, and handicappers and, and the like, more and more are recommending buying half points. And it's just wrong. It's just wrong to the point where I know I'm going to get, get people upset with me because there's lots of handicappers out there, not just at pregame, but at, at all these different companies that are advocating buying the half points. It's wrong because the clients don't know any better, and they're going to buy the half point and get charged oftentimes more than $0.10. Cents. Um, and if they're buying on or off a three, they're going to get charged $0.25 cents or $0.30. Cents. They're going to get absolutely creamed by it because they're going to get charged more than it's worth. You know, an average half point is worth about 6 or $0.07 cents in football on a decent number like, you know, a four or, you know, um, I, I don't know, uh, a 20, you know, on a, on a huge spread. So just don't buy half points. And especially like in, in college basketball, it's worth about eight cents, but you're getting charged 10. So now think about this. It's like laying minus a dollar 12. Who wants to lay minus a dollar 12 when you're already laying minus a dollar 10 and paying a bigger tax just because your handicapper wants to show a long-term record uh, that he wins more than he loses. Um, but, you know, when when you factor in the juice, it's just going to create you know less of a profit or more of a loss. So um, beware. A good rule of thumb is never ever buy points. Now I buy I I buy points sometimes, but it's exceptions to the rule, and I know what I'm doing. So don't you're you're better off just not knowing that you can even buy points. Let's talk Vegas a little bit. You it says Las Vegas update. Now, how often are you staying in hotels when you're in Las Vegas? Never in, until the end of April. And then we'll do a little staycation. We'll go, you know, okay. go, go to the Strip and do, and do things like that when they're during the off-season of April through August. And I actually love Vegas. I think Vegas has a whole lot to offer, especially, you know, I gamble, so I don't have to pay. So, right. you know, so I'm getting stuff comped. And it's fun being comped because, you know what? You get comped, you don't have to wait in line. You can, you know, you go, you, you, you whisk through on VIP. It's um, uh, being, a, having a comped vacation in Vegas is one of the truly great things. In fact, Max Rubin wrote a book, Comp City, that explained how to maximize getting comped by playing good gambling games like uh, blackjack, good video poker, et cetera. Okay. But there's certain hotels that I, that, I would recommend. The problem is these hotels are very difficult to get comped at because they're they're more expensive. But if you had just one place to stay 
I would say that whole stretch of the four hotels, the Venetian, Palazzo, Wynn, Encore, I really think those are the four best in terms of like romantic weekend, take the wife. Um, and the rooms are better in Venetian. The, the hotel's a little bit better at the Wynn. But that whole stretch, I think you just cannot go wrong as far as having, you know, just a world-class experience. Good food in those uh, in those places too. So, yeah, that's a good place to take. The, it's funny when... When I would go, when I would come out here with my wife, I'd want to stay on that end of the strip. If I came out here with my boys or by myself, I wanted to stay. I, I typically like to stay at the MGM because it feels like, even though it's certainly not central on the strip, it's very central for a lot of stuff that you'd want to do. And yeah, that's a great point. So if you're if you're just out with the boys and you're not going to spend any time in the room, I like the that that location at the MGM right on that corner there. Um, by the by, the Excalibur, New York, New yep. York, and the like. It's a, it's a whole lot of fun. Hooters now, Oyo, I think it's called. Yeah, that's that. You know, that's that's a great place to stay. If you know, if you're if you're a golfer, don't stay on the strip. If it's a golf vacation, you're going to golf in Henderson. Stay at at, at um, South Point or stay at Green Valley Ranch. If you're um, if you're going to golf in Summerlin, and all the best golf courses are. Ring Las Vegas, they're up, you know, against the foothills. Sure. So, uh, you know, Red Rock Station is a fantastic venue. The great thing about the stations and South Point, you know, if you got kids, you know, South Point is everything. You can go bowling, you can go to the movies. Um, there, you know, there's a whole lot to do there. Same with, um, you know, Red Rock Station. Sunset has all that too. And Sunset as yeah, Sunset's the same sort of thing. What, what I really like about the family vacation at Red Rock Station is you got downtown Summerlin. You've got the minor league baseball stadium there. You know, downtown Summerlin is maybe not on par with, say, Fashion Island and Newport Beach, but it's like it, it, it really feels super upscale, super safe. And that's, uh, you know, I'd recommend big time Circa downtown for the boys weekend, but it's not a place you want to be taking your kids. It's just not right. the right environment for younger for younger kids. So, um, but, but for boys, Final Four, Super Bowl weekend, you know, the Circa Stadium Swim is a fantastic choice in terms of a place to stay, I feel. And they really do everything right. And it's, um, you know, frankly, they've re replaced the Westgate as my very favorite sports, but I still love the Westgate. But the um, the Circa um, would be my number one sports book in town to just hang out and watch games. And finally, the best hole in the wall. Ellis Island. I don't know why it isn't packed on a nightly basis. It's this little hole in the wall casino. It's on Flamingo. It's about three quarters of a mile walk from the strip. So you go from the Cromwell and ba or Bally's and just mm. walk um, on Flamingo. I guess you're going east. And everything about Ellis Island is great. I'm going to put an over-under. Mackenzie Rivers goes to Ellis Island three times a month. Over-under, Mackenzie. Mackenzie had to just step out. So uh, I'm going to guess under for him, but uh, he'll be able to get back to us on the dream preview tonight. How, why, why would this be? Why was this? Why would this be a McKenzie spot? Did you show him this spot? And he's like, No, it's just it's just such a natural. Brad, you you go to Ellis Island, right? I have not been to Ellis Island. I've been to Herbs and Rye, though. That's the one place I have. Been. You're fired. Um, <laughs> so the uh, no, the, the the reason and I, the Hitman. For, I know he only weighs 124 pounds, but the, the hitman loves Ellis Island. He loves the barbecue at Ellis Island, um, which they have, they have great food. They 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 have they they handcraft their own root beer. It's it's oh. fan, it's fantastic, um, and they're they have a steak dinner special that uh, always gets top ten in terms of the Las Vegas Advisor ratings and the like. So you you have not been? I've oh. not been. Wow, that's. I guess I'm due. Yes, I guess I'm due. Don't go there for the environment. All right? Okay, I, so, I'm, don't go there for the pirate shows. 
Don't go there for the cocktail waitresses. Just go for like good. Go cheap, for steak night. Good cheap food. Yes. Okay, I'll but, take but it. But I need the um, I need your review because I've been to Texas Deep Brazil several times and is one of my outstanding favorites in in Vegas. Yeah, I love those types of restaurants. And there's one. Uh, I I live in Henderson and there it's close to um there the Galleria or it's in the Galleria the big mall there in in Henderson right across by from Sunset, Sunset Station yep and uh, that I don't I the the name of that exact restaurant uh, escapes me but it, it's very good too but I wanted to go up you know to closer to the city because I wanted to have some some atmosphere it was our fifteenth anniversary wanted to. Uh, to impress the lady a bit, and this place has Texas Day Brazil has some nice booze. They had some uh, some single barrel Blantons that I was able to drink, and a nice wine list for my wife. So, and if you tell them I prefer my meat cooked very rare, and like I told them when I made my reservation, that's what I like. That's what they brought all night. It was mm. beautiful. So they they do a really fantastic job. But as RJ says. If you drink a soda, they will charge you for each soda because they bring out an individual can. It's not a fountain drink. So you, you get charged if you want a second soda. RJ won't go there anymore because he doesn't like that rule. The one thing I, I think I like best about Texas Deep Brazil is that should you happen to not be a meat lover, mm-hmm. a, a steak lover, there's plenty plenty for everyone because, like, there's sausages, there's chicken, there's oh, yeah. bacon wrapped. They, I mean, they they really – everything is good there. I, there's nothing that's bad. I probably <laughs> – Probably eight or nine lamb chops the other night. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's. Just, I get my money's worth. And nice. even and and kudos to them. They're smart. You know, they would much rather people eat salad than have have eat all this meat. The high expense items. So it's sure. it's, it's a tremendous salad bar. You know, oh, they, very good salad bar. Very so, good salad. So bar. there's something for everyone. So yeah, Texas Deep Brazil would get my you know my my biggest and or, or a wholehearted endorsement. Now, can your wife and kid eat enough to warrant taking them with you, or is that a place you go solo? Um, I, 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 t- I t- Is it plus EV to take your wife well, and kid? Well, I think kid? it's half price for kids. I can't recall. We, <laughs> okay. we just lie and say Johnny's three, and we're fine. Oh, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> nice. With, with but, pimples and armpit hair. Yeah, he's, 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 he's six. He's doing algebra, too, sir. <laughs> um but the you know you know I I really want to emphasize too that there's still deals in Vegas if you if you know about them and like my, my my buddy Anthony Curtis he has his website Las Vegas Advisor but even like little things like you're by Boulder Highway have you had the shrimp cocktail at Skyline um, Casino I have not dollar fifty okay dollar fifty just walk up to the bar say like six of them or whatever <laughs> um, it's pretty good it's a pretty good you know eight dollar shrimp cocktail small bay shrimp not the you know the big boys but it's a dollar fifty okay it's really Good value, as opposed to like poor Circa has to pay for like building this building. So they have a shrimp cocktail. Get this, and they're like, it's just like old Vegas, and it's nice that they do this. I don't know if it's a dollar ninety nine, but there's like an asterisk. Must be purchased between. I'm not making this up. It's like between like two a.m. and six a.m. and must be purchased with an uh, with with an entree. Oh jeez. So kind of difficult to get that two ninety nine shrimp cocktail. Really good. It's really good. At um, at circa, but they're still um, paying off the building, though. They're still paying off. Yeah, yes, it happens. Love Derek Stevens, but Derek, you got you got to let me have that shrimp. If I'm buying an entree for eighteen, if I'm getting a Reuben for eighteen dollars, give me the two ninety nine shrimp cocktail. Also, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Fez Focus. Uh, appreciate you coming in, Steve. As always, I will see you this evening for the dream preview and uh if you're not subscribed to this channel please do uh tons of great content mckenzie's been killing it with the nba show mckenzie and joe Sorallo. is mckenzie uh, back yet not yet 
No. One, one podcast, 35 minutes. One podcast. Yeah. And, and who? What? What is her name? And he's she's clearly a priority. <laughs> okay. And then uh, James Ledbetter and Will Doctor doing a great job with the golf picks. I, I think they they made like twelve. They were plus twelve units or something like that last week. So they just killed it on a bunch. They had a bunch of head to heads and top tens underdogs. That, Ledbetter. That, that name's familiar. I believe. Yeah. I believe his father wrote. Like is like a legendary figure. Right? His father is the greatest, one of the greatest golf coaches of all time. Like I think he's got like I don't know how many major winners under his name, but yeah, uh, his son is doing our golf pod, does a great job, and then uh, myself and Griffin Warner do a college basketball pod every Tuesday and Sunday. So, and then we'll have stuff, you know, as the as the year changes, we'll we'll be adding more. We'll try and find uh, a baseball podcast and. I've still I still got hopes for doing like a soccer podcast, a tennis podcast. I got lots of big plans, so we're trying to figure it all out. But please subscribe and tell your friends, and of course, just listen to the Fezic Focus Pod because that's that's where you're getting the gold. That's where you're getting gold, baby. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks a lot, Fez.